This episode is brought to you by Grant Thornton. You may know them as an audit, tax, and advisory firm that's part of a global member network with over 60,000 employees, but they do more than numbers. They're the listening ear and fresh perspective you need to turn today's challenges into opportunities, kind of like a podcast, if it was just for you. Learn more at gt.com. Copyright 2022, Grant Thornton, LLP. All rights reserved. U.S. member firm of Grant Thornton International Limited in the U.S. Visit gt.com for details. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Welcome to the Imagine More Success radio show. It's the all about you show with successful entrepreneurs and business experts sharing their stories and powerful takeaways while providing you with the tips, tools, tactics, and a free weekly gift to help you thrive. Your host for the Imagine More Success radio show are the best-selling author, Cindy Hendricks, who's a certified business consultant, and Thomas Hyde's a certified world-class public speaking coach. Check out the Imagine More Success radio show at imaginemoresuccess.net because now is the time to realize your dreams and to imagine more success. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. It's a pleasure for us to be back with you as well. Cindy, it's been a little bit of time since we were last on the air together, but it's a pleasure to uh, hear you breathing on the other end of this microphone today. <laughs> and upright with all of these fires where I am. I know, and it's uh, it's kind of wild. It's affecting uh, all people all over the country. In fact, I talked to a friend of mine a few days ago who lives in Boston who said that they had couple of days last week where they had uh, some smoke from the forest fires that were raging all over the uh, the west coast of the U.S. Wow, which is that's amazing. Well, we're just going to send some positive thoughts out there to everyone who has been involved with the fires. And God bless those who have lost relatives and homes and businesses. My heart is broken because of Napa up to Calistoga with all these beautiful wineries and buildings gone. Yeah, it's very, very tragic, and hopefully we can get all that under control, get back to some level of normalcy, but normalcy is not what we're going to be talking about today, for sure. We're going to be talking <laughs> about the the real Wild West of the business world. We're going to be talking about social media today, mm -hmm. and the title of the show today is to get social, social oh, media boy. business. So, you know what? I mean, personally, I'd love to be getting social right now, but I'm still stuck in my house like everybody else, you know, covered <laughs> up with a mask and you know, running an oxygen tank here and there. Well, thank uh, God for Skype and Zoom, right? Seriously. And, uh, you know, I've simultaneously seen a lot of people get some real traction and some real put in some great footholds into their own social media during this time because um, you know, that's, that's all you can do. You're not out kind of pounding the pavement. And Well, uh, it's you know, a new pavement today. It certainly is. And uh, we're going to have a really fun guest on today. We're going to have... Rick Cooper, who is someone who is near and dear to both me and Cindy, and he's going to be taking us through some of the 
real insights into social media because I think for so many people who are entrepreneurs and especially people who have had to really switch up their marketing the last several months, this does seem like the Wild West. I mean, it seems lawless. It seems like anything goes. It seems like, uh, you know, there's a sheriff in town sometimes shutting down your account if you go a little, little too far off the beaten path. And uh, because of that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different strategies maybe to employ, and maybe some really interesting hard and fast rules that you need to follow. Uh, I so have friends in Facebook jail right now. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what they put on their Facebook page that got them stuck in jail like that. Well, I saw one of the pictures. <laughs> Was it naughty? Was that the problem? Was it a naughty picture? I think so. Well, we're, we made to talk about that today as well. Today, we're going to be talking with Rick Cooper. He is the uh, founder and CEO of Social Media Outcomes, a digital marketing consultant consultancy company. And he's an author, a national speaker, and coach. And he's the author of Seize Your Opportunities, Mad Marketing Magic, and Extreme Excellence, all of which are awesome books. Rick delivers well, you know, training. I'm sorry, go ahead. I would say Rick delivers training to small business owners who want to generate more leads online and increase sales on the internet. He helps coaches, speakers, experts, and anyone who is involved in promoting their business on social media and he's here to help some of the top speakers in the world and he's been featured in multiple media outlets and he's leveraged social media to support business owners and grow their own business as well as his since 2003 so he has plenty of experience uh, in this particular arena and tons of great results to to show for it he absolutely does i've known rick for over a decade and He's one of the smartest guys I know with marketing and you know he was into so many things before they were even a thing so I'm so excited to bring him to our show today to share with all of you out there his words of wisdom on how you too can socialize so we want to go ahead and bring him on Rick Cooper welcome to the show thanks so much Cindy and Thomas glad to be here on the show today oh it's great to have you here Rick, you've done lots of great work uh, with me and Cindy. You've done amazing things. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you got started in this in this wild and crazy world of social media. Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm passionate about helping small business owners leverage technology to grow their business online. I started my own business, as you mentioned, back in 2003. I had worked in the corporate world for over a dozen years, and I loved what I was doing, but I felt like something was missing. Uh, when I was back in college, I had the opportunity to become president of an organization on campus called the Entrepreneurial Network, and we brought in local business owners to share their story with students, and it lit a fire inside me that inspired me to one day start my own business. In the fall of 2001, we all witnessed a life-changing event. September 11th changed the way that we looked at life, and it got me refocused on my vision of starting my own business. That opportunity finally came to pass in May of 2003, and I've been helping business owners ever since. And when I first started my business, I had a much broader focus in terms of my business. I had this vision of what I wanted my business to be. And then over the first two years, as a skill set and where I could help people the most, and then really niching down to an audience of coaches, speakers, trainers, and consultants. So, so did you find that that was uh, that as you distilled down to that smaller group of people that you actually found yourself with more business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the general rules of marketing is that uh, when you can create a message that is based on what your audience wants and needs, then that message will appeal to them. If you're trying to reach a, a mass audience with a mass message, 
then it's going to be a very muddled message and it's not really going to appeal to them. So when you do niche down, when you do focus on a specific audience, then it allows you to really understand what their wants and needs are, what their interests are, how they communicate, the language that they use, and really allow you to craft a message that appeals to them and interests them. Cool. Uh, so on a scale of 1 to 100, Rick, how important would you say it is these days to build a presence in social media? Uh, you know, I would probably say it's 100, but um, you know, there are always going to be a few holdouts who don't want to be active <laughs> on social media, and that's okay, too. I mean, it is still possible to to live in 2020 and be off social media. And in fact, there are people who have even given up on social media who who have said, you know, maybe at least quit Facebook or Twitter or something like that. So it is possible to uh, kind of evolve your social media presence over time. But I think um, social media is in particular really important for businesses these days. Uh, it's important to build a solid presence on social media. Uh, it's where people spend a lot of their spare time. And it's really an easy way to get your message out in front of people. Social media allows you to communicate your message in multiple ways, including text, audio, and video, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Social media allows you to communicate and build relationships. Um, there's a much different nature in terms of you know being able to, to develop new relationships through social media than, say, through something even like email. Uh, there's just a mm. different orientation. There's more credibility oftentimes around social media um, because of the presence that you can build. And then finally, That's, it's a great way to attract people, to meet them, and then to create an opportunity also for other people to share your message. Take a moment and explain a little bit more about what you just said, how social media actually is is um, better, a better way to create your credibility. How is it that social media typically does that? Well, I'll give you an example. When I go to somebody's website and I see that they have a particular business or service, I say, well, that's nice, but I really want to know who this person is that's behind this business. So the first thing I will do is I will go check out their profile on social media. I will go to their Facebook page if they have one. I'll go to their Twitter page, and I'll especially go to their LinkedIn page, and I'll see what their background is. I'll see what kind of testimonials or recommendations people have made. I will see uh, what kind of messages that they're posting and make sure that their values align with me. So, um, you know, on a website, people will kind of carefully craft their message and the way they want it to appear. But on social media, some people tend to kind of let their hair down a little bit more. And so if you want the whole perspective of a person, then social media gives you that and allows you to really do your due diligence and making sure that you're making the right decision and who, who to work with. Rick, could you take just a moment and explain the importance of completing the about section and then um, why it's important for people to do that? Because so many times I do exactly what you just explained because I may be looking to bring them on the show or I'm looking to uh, work with them in another way and they don't have anything there. Well, yeah, and, and I'll just take the example of LinkedIn because LinkedIn is um, offers the most space for you to actually put information about your background there. So there are multiple sections in LinkedIn. And one of the ways that I would um, suggest people do this is instead of like taking it as uh, like, let me just focus on you know updating my LinkedIn profile today, what I would do is actually just break it down sec one section at a time and then update it maybe like you know one section per week or one section per month and then just build it out over time. It can be very overwhelming to try to get all of your background information on LinkedIn at once. The other thing is you should really be in the habit of going back and updating LinkedIn periodically because LinkedIn is not – it's really kind of a snapshot of where you are today. 
So you need to make sure that you're going uh, out there and updating your messaging, updating uh, any kind of employment situations or opportunities. There are also places to add in, like if you've published a book, like this is great for authors. Mm -hmm. You can go out there and put that on your LinkedIn profile. There's a section for that. If you've won any awards, you can add that. So it's really an, an evolving uh, presence that you can create. Most other profiles are much more brief. You know, Twitter, you have maybe a couple sentences you can put out there. Facebook, you have a little bit more. Um, uh, but LinkedIn is the one where you have the most depth of information. And that's the one that people will turn to a lot of the times really to do their due diligence. And so they do me... that in stealth mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily know they're going out and taking a look at your profile and evaluating you. Uh, and the, and if people don't have a presence or, or a partially filled out presence, that really shows kind of a lack of commitment to their business. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. Rick, what are some of the best social media sites for small business owners to use? Um, you know, if you want to give some examples of, of how they're, how they're effective as well, that'd be great. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the first four I would start with are Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And then I would also add to that Instagram, Pinterest, and, um, and, and Snap. And those are all different uh, tools that you can use as a way to be able to um, communicate effectively. Now, within that, there are lots of different, um, uh, different strategies that you can use that will allow you to, um, to post. And we'll talk about strategies in a little bit. But let's just talk individually about some of the particular uh, techniques. Well, I think the one that most of us are not aware of is Snap, because I think Thomas and I have our business on all the ones that you mentioned, but um, not Snap. Well, and that brings up a good point. So uh, Snapchat in particular, what's interesting and you know, people say all the time, you know, there's not much competition in social media sites, but there really is. And in fact, if you take a look at Snapchat and what it's done, um, it's caused Facebook really to update the, their game. So uh, Facebook Stories, for an ins instance, is a feature that follows some of the primary functions available within Snapchat, where you can go in, you can take pictures, photos, you can build a story. It's a short-term story that you know expires within around 24 hours, but um, uh, there's a competition between social media sites that causes them to become uh, better and add more functionality and do additional things. So uh, I think there's a healthy competition between them. That said, um, getting getting back to the point of which ones should you be active on and how many sites should you be active on, it, it all really evolves uh, revolves around who you're trying to reach and where they are. So think about your particular audience, and this goes back to the question Thomas mentioned earlier about kind of you know selecting a niche market, understanding who your audience is. Um, you know, for for example, if you're targeting more like a millennial audience, like Snapchat might be the better tool. If you're targeting primarily women, Pinterest is a great tool. The majority of users on Pinterest are women. Uh, again, a younger audience, um, Instagram is another great site for that. If you're targeting business professionals, LinkedIn. Um, but that said, you can be on multiple social media sites, but it's difficult to be to consistently post on all the different social media sites out there and really build a presence. So I would say if you that you're on daily or at least um, multiple times per week and then a few other sites that you will update periodically, you'll find it much easier to be able to uh, to consistently post add value and attract new clients. Well, In just a couple of minutes, Rick. when we come back, we're going to be 
Moving into the next section of our awesome interview today with Rick Cooper, where we've been talking about social media marketing and how it can affect your business in, in a much better way. So please stay tuned. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on the Imagine More Success radio show. friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. You are back with the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We've been having a really fun conversation today with one of our friends, Rick Cooper, who is the owner of Social Media Outcomes. You can find it at socialmediaoutcomes.com, where you can learn to attract clients online and increase your income. Rick is both an author, a speaker, and a coach, and he has been sharing his knowledge with us today about social media. And in our previous segment, we were kind of just doing an overview of some of the major platforms and how they can best be used. As we begin this particular segment, we're going to start talking a little bit about the one of the big buzzwords that you see in advertisements all over YouTube, as well as Facebook. How do companies best use Facebook ads? Rick, do you want to enlighten us with a little bit of your knowledge? Sure. Well, First of all, um, before you begin running advertisements on social media, I would suggest that you have a clear, consistent strategy for publishing content uh, out on Facebook as well as other social media sites. If you have that in place, then make sure that you have lead capture pages, also known as landing pages or squeeze pages, as well as sales pages available online. If you have that, then you're properly set up with um, e-commerce, digital marketing, to be able to support using Facebook ads. And then based on that, now you can begin paying for ads and using that as an opportunity to get people to visit your website. Get them to go out and download free offers where they can put in their email address and contact information and then opt into your email list and then you can market to them through email or share products where they can go out and purchase them. So Facebook ads can be a great strategy uh, although it does cost money. So that's one of the reasons where you, why you want to take advantage of free marketing first, do that effectively, and then begin to use advertising. So, Rick, when you talk about free marketing, are you speaking specifically about Facebook marketing, or do you mean other types of social media as well, or another form? Well, that's a good question. So anytime you post a message out on social media, it, it's a it's a message or it's a communication. It may be promotional or it might just be informational. 
So um, I suggest people use like the 80-20 rule for social media. 80% uh, of your posts should be informational. Only 20% of your posts should be promotional. That's separate from advertising. That's just what you post out on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram. Rick, um, so what's the rule on um, promoting on your personal Facebook versus a business page? That's a good question. Facebook does have rules in place, and if you violate the rules, um, they reserve the right to convert your personal page into a business page. So if you're just out there posting on your personal page about your business and sharing your, uh, you know, sharing offers and, and uh, products and everything like that, they will look at you at your profile and saying you're really misusing the personal profile. So therefore, it really deserves to be a business page. And when they convert your, your personal account into your business page, you lose all your Facebook friends. So if you had like 3,000 Facebook friends, now they actually become likes on a page. You can no longer proactively make contact with those people, although they can send you messages through, through um, your business page. You don't really want that to happen. And so that's one of the reasons why you need to understand the terms and conditions of different social media sites. You need to play within the rules. And on Facebook, that means you should have a business page where you're promoting your business, but also adding value there as well. And and the business page allows you to do advertising. I love that. Rick, um, what kind of messages or, or, or I guess like what kind of messaging is what I should say or like thematic story really seems to get the most uh, or the best results, let's say, on social media? Well, first of all, you want to be like a um, you want to you want to be like a, a handy person with a tool belt, where you have all these different options of what you can use, or having a toolbox. And so, some of the different options you have for messages are text posts, questions, social media graphics, videos, live streaming, sharing other people's blog posts, sharing other people's articles, sharing videos, and sharing other people's posts. So. That And there are more than that, but that's just a good little um, uh, tool set of different things that you can create. And so which of those are best? Well, it depends on what results that you want to get. One thing I suggest is when you create a post on any social media site, think about what the purpose of that message is. Is your intention to get a like? Is your intention to get a comment? Is your intention to get a share? Or is your intention just simply to have them click on a link that you have in the message? Don't make your messages be um, uh, so overly comprehensive that they don't really generate an intended result. So, for instance, if you want to, if you want to generate comments, ask questions. Ask a short, simple question that people can respond to. That plays in favor. This works especially well, by the way, on Facebook. Facebook, the Facebook's algorithm is really designed to support this. So, if you ask a good, open-ended question, then um, people will jump in and respond quickly, and that will boost your post naturally without any advertising it boosts the post in the newsfeed more people will see it more people respond to it and it will in some sense kind of go viral i think it's amazing that people answer so many silly questions and it's like they're lined up to do that so what is the value of each thing that people could do like doing a like doing a comment sharing and which is most powerful well, a lot of experts talk about the importance of engagement, and there are a number of different reasons to create engagement on social media. One, it builds trust and rapport. So the more interaction that you have with people, think of it in, in terms of like a, a touch, a customer touch, that you're having an interaction and engagement with people. 
So in the old days, it used to be phone calls, meeting people in person, uh, or sending emails. With social media, you have all these little touches um, through a like, comment, and share that creates, um, it helps to improve your likability factor. When people see things you're posting and they're interacting, engaging, they tend to like you more, and that presents the opportunity in time as you begin to share more about your business that they will be interested in what it is that you're offering. But there's also uh, a mechanics behind it as well, particularly on Facebook, but also this um, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn have followed more of uh, Facebook's approach with their algorithm, which basically says any post that's getting attention that gets traction tends to get more traction and attention. It gets more engagement. And so on a regular basis, you want to be creating posts that create engagement because it exposes your message to a larger audience. More people will see it in their newsfeed. They'll see you popping up. Um, I hear that all the time. I, I see you showing up in my newsfeed all the time. How do you do that? Well, it's called posting engaging content that causes people to engage with you. Aha, uh -huh. that's beautiful. Um, I tell you what, this past summer, I've seen some really wild engagement on the uh, social <laughs> media platforms between being an election year, a pandemic, uh, controversy around people wearing and not wearing masks, people who are on either side of the Black Lives Matter movement. We've, I've seen some really wild posts from people that are business people, and they jump right into these extraordinarily controversial topics. Tell me a little bit about your, your idea about jumping into these uh, controversial topics. Should they, should they be avoided, or are they, are they a place to uh, kind of just jump into the quagmire and get going? Uh, in general, I suggest people avoid controversial topics. Unless your brand is about controversy, unless you are intentional about wanting to create conflict and conversation around that, I would totally avoid it. So the best way to stay out of trouble on social media is to stay on message. Make sure that you have a message. Make sure that you have an intention. That means you need to plan out a strategy over time of what you want to communicate, what your message is. And again, part of that message is going to be around your product, your business, and your brand. But part of it is a, a broader message that speaks more to, uh, you know, perhaps your values or, or, you know, a positive, encouraging message that you want to share with people. I can see that. I saw a lot a of message people topics over time, like on a monthly basis that helps you to create variety over time. Um, the other thing is to remember is focus on the on building relationships and having positive conversations. The problem with controversy oftentimes is that it just creates division. It gets people upset with each other. It causes people to unfriend each other, to unfollow each other. And so it has a really a detrimental effect for business owners who are intentional about building a business. Hey, Rick, it sounds like you're talking about politics now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, that, and is that, a, has, that is certainly a divisive top, topic, absolutely. And yeah, you know, a there's a certain part. portion of people who um, might be political activists. Like maybe that's your thing. If you go out and, do, and participate in marches and do other things like that and share photos from it, if that's part of who you are as a person, if that's part of your personal brand and you want to communicate that online, you know, more power to you. But what happens is people who aren't all about that end up getting kind of roped into conversations because they see something, they react neg negatively, they post a comment, and that one thing leads to another. And suddenly they've, they've found themselves embroiled in a controversy that they really had no intention of starting in the first place. Uh, Rick, you know, that's you brought up a word there that really kind of stuck out to me. You said react. And from what you're telling me today, it sounds like everything you should be doing with social media 
should be extraordinarily intentional. There should be no kind of reactiveness or reaction in the person who owns a business who is utilizing social media to promote their business. Everything should be well thought out and kind of crafted, maybe even calculated a little bit, but certainly not reactive if that can be on the other end of the, of the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not to say that you won't ever some of the controversies or things that come up because sometimes sometimes you get approached or um, are drawn into conversations or other things like to kind of really think through ultimately how you want to be perceived and what your message is and and again you know part of it business it should you know you should be establishing core values for your business those things are things that you should communicate through your website um, the challenge is where uh, oftentimes there's a disconnect between what companies put out on their website and what employees are posting. There's a disconnect, and that causes kind of incongruency and, and problems. And so, um, so number one, I wouldn't wade into controversy if you don't have to. But um, you really want to, as you mentioned, you know, you want to be intentional you about what your overall approach is. And if you have to, you know, state an opinion on something then make sure that it, it really is consistent with who you are as a person, uh, who you are, what your company is as a business, what you have really taken time to establish as your company values or core values, um, and, uh, and you know, just stay out of conversations where there's not a, there's not a business purpose behind it. Rick, I, there's a topic I kind of like to jump into. Let's talk a little bit about brand stories and how they relate to social media. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about a brand story and how, how social media can support it? Yeah, well, um, one thing to keep in mind here is that um, um, one of the things that Facebook has found is that um, they do not want a lot of the companies that have uh, Facebook pages just constantly putting promotions out there. Uh, and the reason is it's a turnoff for their audience. And this is really true for all social media sites. And so what Facebook and other sites have done is they encourage business businesses to share stories. And so the stories could be customer stories. They could be problem-solving stories. They could be case studies. Um, they could be examples. But it really is, it's, it's a... It's a way of communicating details about your business, about your brand, about your value, your value proposition um, that are uh, told in a story format rather than as like an advertisement. And, and would that be a print, Rick, or would that be a video or both? Uh, it could be text. It could be images. It could be videos. Um, you know, like, for instance, this, this would be a great example where live streaming is good. You can use live streaming as a way of sharing stories and, and educating and adding value. And can you explain to our listeners what that means? Sure. Live streaming is where you turn on your camera and you speak, and then everybody on social media or however, whoever, whoever is following you has the opportunity to jump in and watch you on their um, uh, through their Facebook app on their phone or on a computer for that matter. And live streaming is kind of, we were talking about social media being the Wild West. Live streaming is like uh, the 49 gold rush, right, <laughs> where people are you know, just <laughs> making their way with great haste. And there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of action going on. There's a lot <laughs> yeah, well, you know, live streaming is the closest thing to being there in, in person and connecting with somebody individually. So um, the challenge with, uh, for instance, text messages is there's no personality behind it. I mean, you can write a little bit of personality into a text message, 
um, with a, with a picture, you can add a little bit more, but, um, in a live streaming, it's, it's you and the other person, they're watching you. And it's like, you're just sitting there over a cup of coffee, having a conversation. And when and we come people, back, we're people gonna love that and the conversation. When we come back in just a couple of minutes on the Imagine More Success radio show, we'll be right back. No fees or minimums and no overdraft fees. Banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. You're back on the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We've been having a really great conversation today with Rick Cooper from Social Media Outcomes, where he can help you attract the clients that you want online and to increase your income. Uh, Cindy, we've we've heard some some really fun and interesting facts about um, several of the major social media sites and how they work. And uh, we were just getting into live streaming a little bit. Uh, in this conversation, you know, I think you and I are going to have to get into live streaming pretty soon as well. So I don't know if you're ready, but do you hey, think, honey, do you we've think been live ready? streaming. We've been live streaming on Zoom for years. <laughs> that's true. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's really true. And webinars. So, yeah, we're we're past ready. Yeah, I guess we're ready. Yeah. So yes, Rick, you're, so thrilled, segment. so thrilled that Rick's on our team because he's the master of webinars and training. And wow, what a gem! Yeah, Rick, we've had a, a really great time learning about how you got started. And, you know, really, when you started your business, it, it it's funny because social media wasn't really there yet for this to become your niche. So, you know, do you have advice for entrepreneurs who are starting now who maybe feel like they don't know exactly how they're going to fit into their into the business world, but maybe there's some hope for them because things are constantly changing? Absolutely. Yeah, things are constantly changing, and um, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is waiting too long to get started. And I think the the important thing to realize is when you start a business, you're building a skill set, and there's a lot of different skills that you have to build. And so it doesn't really matter what you pick to start with, but pick something, and then your business is going to evolve over time. Um, When I first started, I was doing mostly, uh, for instance, coaching and training. And then over time, I began to evolve and add on done-for-you services where I actually do things for clients. And I didn't anticipate that when I first started my business. It only came in time when, after I had worked with clients, and I began to really, uh, I served them. And and again, this is where it's important to understand who your audience is, because oftentimes your business will evolve around your audience's needs. So your, your market, your customers, your ideal clients, once you understand who they are and what they need, then you can adapt your business and be able to offer them what it is that they need. That's great advice. Um, earlier in the previous segment, we were actually talking about live streaming, kind of joking about it a, a minute ago. But Rick, continue to tell us a little bit about how live streaming is really a, a way to connect with an audience because it's in, in real time. 
Well, sure. And let me let me just differentiate. You, uh, Facebook, for instance, allows you to upload uh, videos directly to your business page, or your personal page. So one way to get video out onto Facebook is just simply to record a short video and upload it and then make it available. So that is a simple way if you are interested in getting started. I don't necessarily recommend starting with live streaming. So start creating videos and then publishing them out on Facebook or YouTube or other sites. Once you've done that and you're comfortable with it, then you could start live streaming. The, there's a difference in live streaming in the sense that it is live and there's also interaction and engagement. So there's a lot more things that you have to manage. If you're comfortable, you know, for instance, leading teleseminars and webinars, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable with live streaming because you have to have the ability to talk constantly, but at the same time to read and to respond to people and to acknowledge people. And that is a that's kind of like being able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You know, you have to yes. do multiple skills at once. And so and you have to be interested, you have to be entertaining, you have to and also you have to make sure that you are not again kind of falling into pitfalls and traps and talking about things that you didn't intend to. And that's why it's important to have a message, to stay focused in communicating, to stay on topic, and to know when you've covered it and when it's time to wrap up and leave. Yeah, you know, There's an art to that, isn't there? There is, absolutely. Art and, and it, science. <laughs> and, and right. And you really have to be a, become kind of a one-man band. I mean, this is like 10 times more action than being a DJ. You know, you're communicating constantly while you're speaking to someone into the camera, plus, like you said, reading comments and avoiding certain topics while, you know, finding uh, really great points within the content that's coming up from other people and addressing it. And uh, yeah, it's I've seen people kind of start there and I always think, man, they you know, they're learning how to swim in the deep end of the pool without a coach. You know, it's uh, probably something you want to tackle after you've had some time with the technology as well as you're extraordinarily comfortable being in front of the camera and communicating that way. And, you know, yeah, the, biggest, and really, the biggest thing you know, I had, Rick, that when the video stops and you have that weird look on your face and maybe your smile's off center and your eyes are weird and that's where the camera stops, don't be afraid of that because it happens to everyone. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You just have to kind of put the permagrant on at the very end because that's, that's oftentimes <laughs> the, the picture that ends up on the video, right? Yeah. The permagrant. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. Live streaming is great for public speakers. And I think this is a reason why every business owner should be a public speaker. That is a skill set that you should learn. Because if you've learned the skill of being a public speaker, if you're comfortable getting up in front of people and talking to people, if you're comfortable fielding questions, live streaming is a lot easier. If you're not comfortable public speaking, it's going to be a difficult challenge for you, but one that you can grow into over time. Yes. And, you know, that's a that's an interesting point you made as well that, you know, you're going to develop as your business develops as well. You're going to, have to develop new skills so you can take on new challenges and present your clients with uh, the, the tools that they need as well or the services that they require so that you can continue to grow your business. Well, I wanted to ask Rick to spend a minute on graphics because everybody loves to look at pictures and a lot of times people don't know where to find inexpensive or even free pictures sure uh, graphics are wonderful um, they're kind of in between using a text message and creating a video and um, there's a number of different types of graphics you can create one of my favorites are quote graphics just find great quotes from authors out there and then turn them into a graphic that you can then share out on social media you could also create promotional graphics. It could be more of like an ad graphic or a product launch graphic or something like that. 
you could create um, graphics with a series of tips. So, um, you know, I've done uh, tips, for instance, on like success habits or digital marketing tips or things like that. So you could create a series or just a series of one-off uh, tips. You can also create testimonial graphics. Take a picture of your client, put it onto an image with their permission, of course, along with a short testimonial, create a graphic, and then put that out on social media. Um, one thing I do uh, recommend is use the right format for the right, um, uh, right site. There are actually uh, recommendations in terms of the size of images, like Instagram is always a square image. Facebook could be just about any size. Um, Twitter is usually a rectangular image. So make sure that you find out the, the pixels, um, you know, what size that image is, like 600 by 600 pixels or something like that, and, and then create the graphics based on that. Is there a site that has those listed on one place? Uh, you can Google it. You could, you know, okay. I would type in like image specs 2020 social media or something like that. And that will usually get you to a website where it shows you what the most current uh, graphics are for social media. Or if you're like looking specifically for Facebook, Facebook social media gra graphics, image specs, that kind of thing. It'll, it'll take you to a blog post. And the great cool. thing is, if you don't want to mess around with it, you just hire Rick and he does all that for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you can hire any graphic designer that you want to, and they can create graphics for you. I do it for my clients, um, coaches, speakers, trainers, and consultants who want content created. What I do is simply, I, I will take the content they, that they have, for instance, in blog posts, articles, or videos, and I will, I will repurpose that content for graphics for them. Rick, I have a question for you about someone who is making an attempt to really demonstrate their expertise. Maybe someone who is in a specific field who has quite a bit of knowledge, but maybe hasn't um, placed that knowledge on display on social media. How can they go about kind of demonstrating that they do have expertise in their topic and that they're someone that you would want to hire and work with? Well, when it comes to demonstrating expertise, I always recommend starting with content. So um, business owners these days need to be content creators. That means they should be writing and publishing blog posts, like LinkedIn and Medium and other sites. They should also be recording and publishing videos as well. Those are all great ways of demonstrating your expertise. When somebody can read your content or listen to you or watch you, uh, by the way, a podcast is another great uh, um, but it's that consistent sharing information over time, people listening, people reading, consuming that content. It creates a certain belief um, that you are an expert in your particular field. And oftentimes, business owners miss this step. They don't take the time to create that, and they just run out and start you know, spending money on ads or doing other things. And people are really not convinced that they, ha that they have credibility. So again, people are smart these days. <laughs> They are very marketing savvy. They will do their due diligence. They will look you up and they will make sure that you're an expert on a topic before hiring. It's important to create and publish content consistently over time. And write a book. Everybody has at least one book in them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Books are great. Books. Uh, it takes a while to create a book. But uh, once you've written a book, you have a lot of content that you could share out on social media through blog posts and through videos. Just repurpose Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah, and that's and that's. Take a moment, Rick, and talk about that a little bit. The um, how you can utilize and kind of cross utilize your content. Give us an example of of a kind of a best practice way to do that. Sure. If you wrote and published a book, and it's a content oriented book, like each chapter has probably got about three good sections in it, 
each one of those sections is probably about uh, equivalent length to a blog post. So you could take that one chapter and turn it into three blog posts. Once you've recorded and public or, or published those blog posts, you could then record a video on each one of those blog posts, publish it out on YouTube. So now you've got the content in the book, you've got three blog posts, and you've got three videos out there. Then you could take that whole section and then turn it into a webinar, for instance, um, put it out on Zoom, and then uh, invite people to come attend your webinar. Then you could turn around and do a live stream and invite people to come attend the webinar. That's Got awesome. Got it all right there together. <laughs> yeah, and that you know, and it's a wonderful way because I, I think that content creation is something that, uh, something that probably keeps people up at night when they're starting to move their business onto social media and they're starting to create these things. They think, "Oh my God, I'm going to run out of things to say." But I've seen people with nothing to say on social media never run out of things to say. So. <laughs> How frightening is it, you know, for, for the the beginning entrepreneur, or someone who's, you know, maybe even had had quite a bit of success in their business, but they're just starting to ramp up their social media. You know, how do you kind of allay their fear as to, you know, you're going to eventually run out of content, or you're or you're not? Well, uh, first of all, it depends on how broad your topic is. Um, my topic in terms of digital marketing, which includes online marketing social media, email marketing. I have a pretty broad topic in what I can cover, so there's almost no way I can kind of run out of it. Um, some people might niche themselves by topic to where they have a, a more limited space, and so they might have to look for ways to expand out. But really the key, and this really kind of gets into the tips for being more consistent on social media, you want to have a plan, your schedule. You want to make a long list of topics. In fact, here's a great tip. I would recommend everyone who's listening in do this. Make a list of 101 tips on a specific topic. So pick one of your ex topics of expertise and write 101 tips. Each tip should be short, about one to two sentences, short enough to put in a tweet. Okay. Then each one of those topics, potentially, you could actually write a blog post on it. Um, not every you know tip is going to turn into a blog post, but you want to have something that will give you um, a variety of content to create and then begin to schedule that out over time. Uh, I'm a big fan of like setting goals like, okay, I'm going to publish one blog post per month or two blog posts per month. I'm going to do one video per month. But set goals every month for how much content you want to produce and then work on accomplishing that. It's a lot easier than just putting too much pressure on yourself like, okay, I'm going to do a series of seven videos in the next week. That's not going to happen. It's much better if you just adopt a long-term strategy for creating content consistently over time. I really like that. I like that strategy a lot. And maybe we can continue in our next segment. Yeah, we can. Before we head out, though, I do want to ask you one more question, Rick. Um, just tell us a little bit about how people can reach out to you and what you offer them. Uh, just kind of a thumbnail sketch before we come back. Sure. Uh, contact me by email at rick at socialmediaoutcomes.com. Follow me on Twitter uh, at sign Rick Cooper or on facebook.com slash social media outcomes. And I have a free resource on 10 ways to monetize social media. Just go to socialmediaoutcomes.com slash monetize social. Fantastic. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Rick Cooper today, who is the owner of socialmediaoutcomes.com. And if you'd like to listen to some of our past episodes, please go to imaginemoresuccess.net, where you can hear all of our old episodes with some amazing guests. And each single episode has a free gift for you uh, to help you move your business forward. So if you'll just stick around for a couple of minutes, we'll be right back with the Imagine More Success radio show.
welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We are continuing the conversation today with about social media, and we've had some tremendous insights from our guest today, who is Rick Cooper from Social Media Outcomes. Cindy, in this entire gigantic topic of social media, you know, we've learned so much from Rick over time, and he's been instrumental in really building amazing social media for both of us. Um, are, are you surprised how far we've been able to come in such a short period of time? Well, I, I don't mean to sound, you know, full of myself, but I'm just used to working fast. And I've always pushed myself to get it done. But I can tell you, I tried to do it on my own. And it's just, there's too much to know. You really need an expert like Rick. And I think once we got Rick on board, we just kind of flew by with that. everything. I would agree with that as well. I think social media is one of those things that really looks pretty simple from the outside as an observer, but like so many things that look easy when you're sitting in the audience, it's a lot harder to then go up on stage and do it as well. Um, I know one of my good friends had that experience with stand-up comedy. He really thought that he was a real comedian and thought he would be great at it. And when he went up on stage, he realized it was maybe harder than it looked. But, you know, it took him the the opportunity of working with uh, coaches and acting teachers and other comedians, and he had some significant success doing that. And I think social media is one of those things that maybe it looks easier than it really is. Rick, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you need to develop a skill set around using social media over time. And the other thing is uh, social media keeps changing all the time. Uh, any kind of technology changes, so whatever kind of tools that you need in your business are going to change. But social media keeps um, modifying how to do things, um, and they also keep adding new features as well. So the bar keeps getting raised for what you have to do. So uh, years ago when I was p telling people just to start posting content you know, to get started and people resisted, I knew there would come a day when uh, you, know, you would be required to do more in being able to get the same level of attention and interest. Um, so, you know, that was before live streaming, that was before Facebook stories and everything else and before even Snapchat. And these days, um, a lot of people just feel totally overwhelmed. They didn't take the time to work on the simple things when they could. And now it's just, uh, it feels very complicated to them. Well, and here's really the bottom line is if we had not brought people on to help us with our business with not just social media, but website, which Rick also helps us with and some other things, we would not have created all the books we have or all the courses we have and workbook. So really, if you want to move your business forward, you need to bring people on your team that can you can delegate to the intricate things that you can't keep up with because you know, Instagram wasn't even here a while back, and now it's huge. So um, if you're looking for somebody who knows what they're doing and does amazing work, you know, you need to know Rick. Rick, let's have your website one more time and your email address. Sure. You can go to socialmediaoutcomes.com. By the way, you can click on the freebies tab to find some additional free resources on my website. Uh, you can email me at rick at socialmediaoutcomes.com. And uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter.com slash Rick Cooper. And there you have it. You have an expert at your fingertips who will do amazing things to help move your business forward. Rick, for someone who owns a business right now, and let's say that they've 
they've been utilizing, let's say, a, a couple of platforms, say Facebook and Twitter and maybe some YouTube videos. How can they go about really figuring out the place which gives them the most value for their time input? Well, I named social media outcomes for a reason. Um, social media results wasn't available, so I chose outcomes, but it's all about results. And so you have to think about what results mean to you. So as a business owner, part of what you want to do is to develop relationships on social media and then move the relationship over onto your website or to other uh, means and mechanisms. Now, you know, I, I mentioned how uh, uh, social media keeps changing. Part of what they're doing now is actually allowing companies to build out e-commerce platforms on social media sites themselves. Facebook is doing this through uh, Instagram and also through um, uh, through Facebook itself. So, um, you know, the days that people will go to websites might be numbered. Um, people will be able to buy things directly through the sites in the future. But there's still a value in making sure that you build out your own website and provide opportunities to people uh, for people to buy from you. But you absolutely want to make sure that you are encouraging people to visit your website and go opt into your email list. And again, you can share offers from time to time for products and services or even to book appointments. I mean, that's a, a missed opportunity in a lot of cases because we've been talking mostly about public communication on social media. Remember, most of these uh, social media platforms also allow private communication. You can send a private message to someone. Um, and that allows you to start a conversation and you can move that conversation to a phone call. Uh, you can share a link where somebody can go book an appointment with you. There's a lot of different ways, but relationships live solely on social media. You want to expand the relationship beyond social media. So tell us about being able to purchase on social media. I know it's a, a brand new thing that's not quite here yet, but maybe you could elaborate what you do know. Well, I'll give you an example. So um, uh, you probably heard of the trend of, of influencers. And so there are a lot of people on, for instance, Instagram and YouTube who are out there um, sharing products. So these are people who make a living talking about other people's products and sharing uh, a window, uh, an insight into their lives. Uh, many of them are, say, beautiful people or interesting people. They're doing fun things. People love to follow them. And so they will do like unboxing videos where they will open up products and say, hey, look at this outfit or look at this perfume or look at this thing. And then what's happening is now, for instance, Instagram is letting you actually just click and buy directly from that. So you could be watching a video of somebody, you know, showing a perfume and then you click and then you can just purchase that perfume online. So that's that's where social media is going in the future, especially for large companies, because large companies are really looking for ways to scale up their businesses. And so, you know, as small business owners, we can look at how to kind of um, uh, slip into this and be able to accomplish some of this. But a lot of this is really designed for large companies who have teams of people, technology, technologists who can go build out all this, because some of this requires special programming and other things. Uh, a lot of in intricate details, you used the word intricate earlier. Uh, and so, uh, but as a small business owner, you should focus first on making sure that you have an effective website um, that has great content and where you have free offers and where you have um, pages where people can purchase your products and services from you and then begin sharing content. And the opportunity presents itself to begin, you know, building out an e-commerce platform on a social media site. It might make sense to do that. But at the so, very least, you want to make sure that you have your own website doing that. So for all you listeners that have poo-pooed social media, the new department store is now called Instagram, and the new salesperson is called an influencer. 
There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of people, I think, when they're, when they're in business or looking at social media, they think that they have to become uh, like one of those personalities or have to uh, put out videos like that. But that's really just one strategy. Is that true, Rick? Like, you don't have to turn yourself into Logan Paul if you're running a, a normal, uh, maybe a coaching business. That's not necessarily where you need to go. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it, one of my favorite phrases for social media is add value. If you are adding value on a consistent basis, people will come back. They'll be in. They want to hear. I mean, you have to start, you know, you know coming there and doing fun things or climbing a mountain or, you know, or just have an interesting apartment and, you know, showing products and things like that. You focus on your skill set, your knowledge, and you find a way to share that in a way that your audience will appreciate that, be interested and want to learn more. Sweet. And you always talk about that. You always talk about adding value. And um, do you find that as a, let's, talk about someone who's getting started that as someone develops their business that the amount of value that they're able to offer grows with them as their business begins to expand it should especially if you're a content creator if you're creating content on a weekly or monthly basis you can share more value that you can add more ways to communicate and also that you'll be able to explain expand your is reaching more people through social media but it's also being able to do things like launch a podcast where you have another platform where you can communicate and add value or, you know, launch a terrestrial radio show, for instance, or <laughs> right. develop a course and launch that. You know, the other thing I wanted to, to mention as well, and I wanted to get your input on this, uh, Rick, because I was thinking about um, uh, a very specific topic as as some people are, are really afraid of kind of like the idea of starting a podcast because they want to do it from now to infinity, but you can do limited run podcasts, kind of like a mini series um, does on television. What do you think about that as a, as a value for a business, literally making a, a short podcast, maybe five or six episodes that really explains some of the major values of the business and the concepts of the products that they're offering? I think it's a great idea. Um, not every strategy that you're going to implement is going to be a long-term do-it-every-week strategy. And podcasting is something that people find um, can be a little bit tedious and overwhelming, especially uh, if they're you know, booking guests, if they're having to then publish all this out on websites and do show notes and everything else like that, do all the promotion for it. And so you could do a limited run, like just a series of, of short uh, podcasts and put them out there one time. Uh, another great strategy is doing it in seasons. So instead of doing like one episode per week for 52 weeks, what you do is like have a, a spring and a fall season, like a like a TV season. So maybe you do like in the fall. And that way you're doing 14 episodes per year. What that allows you to do is really focus and concentrate your uh, production of your uh, podcast where you can book all the guests, record all the interviews, and then pass them over to somebody who's going to edit edit the audios and then publish them in a podcast and just release them like one week at a time for seven weeks. And then, you know, and then you don't do anything until, or maybe, maybe you release a teaser or maybe you do a promo every now and then, uh, do a promo for a joint venture, uh, uh, partner who, who's launching a show and then you come back and do the next season. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think that has tremendous value and, and it really gives people the opportunity to 
to learn something without tremendous pressure, without the idea of I'm going to commit to starting a podcast today and it's going to run until I, the day I die and even after. You know, a great way to kind of get your feet wet and a really fun way to uh, let the audience or let your potential customers really have a chance to hear your voice and to hear you express your core values and the benefits of your products. Rick, do you spend a lot of time helping your customers develop a, kind of a, a, a video or uh, like a picture theme for their business? Well, you, you're, I think you're crossing over and talking uh, about branding, for instance. So you have a personal brand and a business brand, and your branding includes uh, both text information. It includes graphics and logos, color schemes, and all types of things like that. So in general, what I try to do is evolve that out of what branding that a company already has, because um, oftentimes when I work with clients, they already have like a website launch, maybe had somebody create a logo. And so I'll build off of what they are already have established. And then we just evolve that over time because we're going to do more graphics related to social media. Um, we're going to come up with more messages. And so I want to encourage them to continue to create new content because, um, you know, oftentimes like if we're going to post something on social media, I might be able to pull maybe one or two sentences out of a single blog post that can really just stand alone and go out on social media. So I need a lot of social media, a lot of blog posts and other content to be able to have short messages, for instance, to post out on social media. Well, let's get your social, let's get your contact information one last time before we end the show. Sure. Uh, like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash social media outcomes. Visit my website at socialmediaoutcomes.com. Uh, if you want to just reach out personally, you can email me at rick at socialmediaoutcomes.com. You can also call me by phone. I'm available at 916-248-5440. And if you'd like to check out some of the previous episodes of the Imagine More Success radio show, go to imaginemoresuccess.net. And if you'd like to learn more about how you can create more income in your business, go to findhiddenmoney.com. And we look forward to talking with you next week where we're going to have another really wonderful guest on. We're going to be giving away another free gift for you. And we want to invite you to always realize your dreams and to imagine more success.